Welcome to Sundown at Spawn, where we cover all things Minecraft. I'm John. This is... Andy. And over here we have... Zoms. Hi, Zoms. Hey, Zoms. Good to see you again. Zoms. See. Well... Today is uh, Saturday, December 10th, and we will be releasing this uh, midnight, uh, December 12th, right? We might be. It depends. But we might release it midnight. We, we might not. We, it, we might release it the middle of the day. We just, we'll probably release it Monday, December 12th. All right. Well, what John's trying to say is we got a busy weekend, and we're we're gonna do our best to uh, get that out. We probably won't have time to edit today, so it might not be coming out at midnight because we need to preset it to do that and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yes, and yes. All right, well, let's get started. Uh, I believe our first... Okay, our format is, of course, intro, questions, and comments. Mm -hmm. Then the last place segment, story, news, outro. Thank you for covering the outline today, John. Okay, let's see. Let's, Let's head into the... Did I even say questions and comments? You did, you did, and we're going to do that section right now. Well, uh, we actually had uh, a question from Matt uh, that asked, what is Java Edition? It's also funny that we got a similar um, question, say, um, who was it? Kimberly. From Kimberly asking us to explain the difference between Java and Bedrock. Right. So uh, we're going to handle those questions together. We've talked a little bit about this on previous (coughs) podcasts, but just to review for everyone, John, explain what's Java, what's Bedrock, what's the difference between the two. Okay. So Java... um, I'll just start by answering Matt's question and say Java is a more technical version. It has um, some, it has a different way of like releasing updates and stuff. It also has a separate plan form for launching the game unlike bedrock which once you click on the icon you load up the game right away on java you load up when you click on it you load up the minecraft launcher which is where you can change from update to update change from up latest update to latest snapshot all that kind of stuff you you can also change your skin there okay we'll cover we will in fact be 
probably making our own skins in episode five. Look forward to that. Yeah, and I don't know if everyone knows what a skin is, John. Do you want to just quickly tell, explain what that is? I think we covered it, didn't we? Yeah, we covered that in the first episode. Well, maybe just for those who are are new to the podcast. Go back and listen to episode one. Okay, well, all right. For those that don't know, I'll just say that the skin is kind of like your what your body character looks like because you can change a lot of features about your character in the game hair skin color we recently made dad a new andy yeah a new skin right yeah gave me a nice mohawk and a nice bushy beard i was pretty excited about that we started with a base skin it we'll, we'll do something yeah, More like we pixel could, by pixel or something. Yeah, we'll talk about skins, like you said, in episode five. Let's uh, get back to the questions at hand, though, which are uh, Rose so, wants to know. So, um, it, it's very, we haven't covered the, um, what is the difference yet? Oh, we have okay, so let's get back to that. What is the difference between Java and Bedrock? Well, let's start by telling you what Bedrock is. Is. Okay. Bedrock is for multiple platforms. You can play it on PC, iPad, Xbox, all that stuff. When Java, you have to play it on a PC. You can you can also um you can also you can also play. Uh, what was I gonna say? You can also. Uh, you, you, there's no launcher. You just load up the game. You can play. Did I mention you can play it on a phone? You can play Bedrock on a phone. Yeah. And the create world screens and all that other stuff has changed as well as like what I call the the home screen for Minecraft. Mm-hmm. That change that's different. Yeah. And um, it also they also update on different accords. Java yeah. updates. Um, in lots of little snapshots, <coughs> which uh, that can be quite big, as we've learned, that add up into one update. Today, today in the news, we'll be covering the new Java 1.19.3. Um, which has been having snapshots for a, um, for probably like three or four weeks. Well, on the other hand, Bedrock Edition, um, and it only go and from what I know, it doesn't. Um, leading up to an update, it doesn't go very high. Um, many 
little updates before the major. It, there's not as many little updates before the big major update. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On the other hand, you can. A lot of times in Bedrock Edition, there's major updates every few weeks. <coughs> Including the 1.19.50 update. Which came out a couple days ago. Anyway, 1.19.3 versus 1.19.50. You can definitely see the difference in that. Okay. I think that covers the question. I mean, the way I've Um, always understood it is Java is like the original Minecraft. It's the main Minecraft platform. It usually gets all the updates first, and then Bedrock is how <coughs> they were able to bring Minecraft I'm not sure. to other platforms. I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure Bedrock started as just a bunch of versions for different things, and then it merged together into one big thing. Got it. So lots of versions for one version for Xbox, one version called Pocket Edition, all merged together into what we know today as Bedrock Edition. Right on. Uh, Let's move on to a couple more questions. Rose wants to know, what do you enjoy about playing Minecraft? Um, well... A lot of things. For one, there, you, you can, um, have you ever, uh, if you, well, for one, if you, if you're like allergic to cats or dogs, you can, um, you can't play with cats and dogs in your worlds. And you'll get pretty, and most people get pretty attached to them. Name them and everything. Mm-hmm. <coughs> so anyway, I don't, I, I don't have the name tags to name any of my dogs, but I have a ton. I probably have like 50 or something. 50 dogs? Yeah. That are your pets in the Minecraft world? In my um, favorite Minecraft world. Okay. One of my favorites. One of your favorites. Yeah, speaking of um, worlds, Pat asks, if, John, when you first started playing... That's not the only thing I like about it. Oh. There's also the terrain. It can be really cool um, stuff. I've seen all kinds of cool stuff. Mountains with just giant caves in the middle of them. Mm-hmm. All kinds of cool stuff. Yeah, so it sounds like the variety of of things to see. The terrain is just incredible. Mm. Yeah. So one minute you could be walking across a flat plain, the next you could be going. 
you could be boating into a giant, I don't know, clip face with water just pouring into it. Wow. I saw that just a couple days ago. <coughs> Sounds pretty amazing to see. Um... There's a lot of other things. There's also the creativity that can go on. There's also lots of... It, it also... Um, uh, what was I going to say? I forget what I was going to say. Well, why don't we come back to it? Because I think Pat here has some really excellent questions and she's going to lead us into a discussion about mobs, which a few people have questions about. So she, she said, when you first started playing Minecraft, you only did building of different types of structures. If she remembers correctly. Yeah. What worlds was that or version? And did mobs appear in that version as well as some of those later ones you're speaking about? So you've always had mobs, right? Mobs are just always been a part yeah. of the game, at least as long as you've been playing. And uh, they've been—I mean, they've been a part of the game since at least the beta stages. Yeah, but is it true that when you were newer to the game, you spent a lot more time building structures than and probably even mobs? before? Well, yeah, probably. I because I used to play. Pretty much just creative. Right, and if you were in creative, you wouldn't be able to lose your die. <laughs> and There's you had all no the materials and resources you ever need, so you could build all kinds of things. Yeah, sure I did other... I, I did other things besides building, but I did do more building than I do now. Yeah. In that world I was talking about, I haven't built a thing. I haven't built a single building in it, really. Right. Um, yeah. And so Pat continues and asks some more questions about... Um, well, first she reminds us that um, it's really helpful for the noobs if you reiterate the meanings of some of the new terms that we are learning. Okay, yeah, we, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll start, okay, I say, for that, we'll just, um, I say for that, every episode, we just review what, at the end, we'll just review what we've learned. Okay, we can try to do that. And then, some other questions about mobs. Do mobs always come at unexpected times? And do you have to react to them somehow? Or will they destroy things that you are creating? And Rose also wanted to know, like, what are mobs? Anyway, so I think a couple of people are interested to know about mobs. And Kimberly specifically asks about pigs. What's the deal with pigs? They don't seem to be very good for, for anything. Really, pigs are just there to... 
Well, one, you can ride pigs. I don't think everybody knows that. Yeah, you can I knew literally that, but I don't know put if a saddle on a pig and ride it around. Just like a horse. So no, you, you, you can't really... I don't think you can control it. Oh, but you can ride a pig. So it's a mode of transportation. And if you, you can't and really you can even it. use a carrot on a stick on it to make it go with a burst of speed. Yeah. <coughs> so it could be a, an escape mechanism or just a fast mode of transportation. Just get on a pig and ride around, or maybe that's just a fun party trick. Um, so to answer Pat's questions. Do mobs always come at unexpected times, or can you predict when mobs will come? Well, it depends what kind of mobs you're talking about. Yeah. But mostly passive mobs like chickens, cows, pigs, sheep will come, will spawn daytime. And hostile mobs will come at Hostile mobs are like skeletons, zombies, creepers, spiders, and a few other things. They'll spawn at nighttime? Yeah. I know one thing you've been having me play in survival a lot more, and I always get really panicked when it's getting dark because the mobs, the hostile mobs, are going to start coming out. That was why you were confused about the title a couple times. It's true. When you thought it was Spawn at Sundown, that was mostly because you knew that hostile mobs spawn at sundown. Well, they do, yeah. But there is one way you cannot interact with them. Not really. Well, what if you get to make a bed and go to sleep? You can sleep through the night. But where the mobs spawn and all that, that's kind of random. I mean, they can't spawn too close to you as far as I know. Mm -hmm. But other than, and they can't spawn too far away. But other than that, it's pretty much random. Mm -hmm. Pat wonders if they'll destroy things that you are creating. <laughs> Well, zombies can, um, zombies can, it, um, if there's something behind a door, like a player or villager, they'll try to break the door. Sometimes it will work, but it does take an awful while. Yeah. You know, Kimberly, that's a good time to... Talk about Kimberly's question. She says, what's the deal with villagers and, and jobs and stuff? So you mentioned villagers are a part of this game, too. You can go into a village and there'll be villagers uh, living there. And they all have jobs, right? Well, there are some that don't. There are some that can't get jobs that will be wearing green coats and are called nitwits. There are some that don't really come with villages and don't really have jobs, like called wandering traders. By the way, jobs, the Minecraft term for it, and is used in other places, I know, is profession. Professions. 
But I mean, wouldn't you say that the wandering trader, like, that's his profession? He's a trader? Yeah. Because you can trade with him, right? But you can't really turn villagers into wandering traders. That's the thing. No, but I was once playing and we ran across a wandering trader and... Well, you told me to actually attack him, and then he disappeared. Well, they, they have access to potions. Um, invisibility potions. Yeah. I don't know why, but they just do. What are some jobs that villagers in the village have? There's stuff like fishermen, and the... I, and the idea with villagers is they trade stuff with you. That's basically the idea of it. You can get villagers like armorers and I don't know. Um, can you get like new swords or shovels or arrows? You or? can. You can get like dog. If, if you trade with villager certain villagers enough <coughs> you can get enchanted diamond stuff out of it for stuff like emeralds and and books yeah i'm thinking we might need to have an entire episode just about villages and all the things you can do there and Maybe. who's there because you haven't even started talking about things like the iron golem that protects the village and other things we won't get into today because it's well, we just talked the whole time about villages. We won't get to the main topic of today, which is controls part two. So I'm going to finish up these couple of questions, then we're going to get to the next part. Uh, the um, Rose asked, can you remind us what inventory is? And do you ever lose inventory? I'm going to suggest that we don't ask that question now because that's part of the gameplay today. So we'll save that for a little bit. No, it's not really. Controls, inventory controls does not really relate to that. Well, do you want to just answer the question then? Yes, I do. Okay, so if you're in creative mode, you can't really, um... I mean, there are cases in which um, the game deletes your inventory or something, but those are like bugs and stuff. They're not. They're never meant to happen, unless it's on purpose. In creative, you can't. It you can't really lose your inventory. Well, you can. Your inventory can fill up though. And then you have to drop things or get use them up to make room for other things. Yeah. That's kind of like losing it, but not really. Oh, and there's another way that you can lose inventory. <coughs> Dying in survival. Yeah. You lose every item you own. Yeah, if a mob, hostile mob comes after you and you lose all your health, you die, that stuff's gone. Uh, not necessarily. You have like five minutes or something to go yeah, you, retrieve If it. you start the game again and respawn, you can try to find it where you last had it. Or you died. Or you died, and then you can get it. You're right about that. Um, but it can be tricky to find it again. 
if you have a if you die like thousands of blocks away and you don't have any kind of fast travel then you'll it will probably despawn um before you'll get there yeah this brings up a great part of what Scott's question is today. And then it's our last question. Are there different challenges that you need to complete to progress through the game? Not necessarily. You have to, well, technically, yes. I guess. Well, here's what I would say. Minecraft is a sandbox game. So the, one of the things a lot of people really like about it is you could just build things like you did when you first started it's playing. basically infinite. Yeah, it's infinite and you can do whatever you want. Nobody can tell you how to play the game. However, there are achievements, though, that you can unlock, right? Well, and you have to do... And in a lot of cases, you'll have to um, do work <coughs> to get to the nether and then progress to the end after that so a lot of people consider going to the end which is a name for a special part of the game as like winning the game or come or it's more of a progressing stage yeah there's lots of rewards you can get in the end Ah. Uh. I mean, I would say even just the basic game, you can't just, like, show up and start building things if you're in survival because you don't you need to collect materials. So that's kind of a thing that you have to do. Okay, you don't really get good... You can't brew... You can't really get brewing stands and stuff until you visit the nether. And you can't visit the... And in most cases, you can't visit the nether until you have a, um, a couple of diamonds to make a diamond pickaxe. So it sounds like for, to get to certain parts of the game, there are steps you need to take. Yeah. I mean, I was just going to point out, like, if you're playing in survival, <coughs> you need to eat or your hunger goes down and then eventually uh -huh. you start dying. So, like, you have to figure out how to, and like... Eat you food. Start yeah, so you have to figure out how to get the food, and then eventually, if you figure out how to cook the food uh, by making an oven, then the food lasts longer. It's called a furnace. No, it doesn't furnace? last longer. What? It restores more that's what, health. That's what I mean. Yeah, you get more health out of it. It does more. All it right. Restore more health. So hopefully, everyone, that answers your questions. Of course. Uh, we always want to remind you um, to put your questions uh, either by sending us a comment on Facebook, if you know us or friends with us, uh, a comment by text if you know how to reach us. And then if on the uh, podcast itself, there's always a place to respond to the question, which we usually put as what are your questions or comments for the next episode. That we, is a place you can add something to. To the first episode, and I think it will automatically attach to the second and third and fourth and fifth as we. We will make sure there's a place to, yeah, if you're using Spotify to add a comment or a question. <coughs> Speaking of comments. Technically, it's only a 
available on Spotify so far. We're working on that. Mm-hmm. F- fair. Yeah. All right. Well, last comment goes to Rose, who says, I love how dedicated you are to this podcast. I love how much I've learned from this podcast already. Well, there you have it. So I believe... Uh, well, thank you for your comment, Rose. Yes. Thank you very much. So I be- now our next section is the Let's Play section where John helps us understand uh, an aspect of the game. As we talked about before, today's theme is basic controls, or no, advanced controls. We did basic controls last time. This is advanced controls. More advanced. More advanced controls. So, John, tell us a few of the controls that you wanted to talk about today. Bedrock Edition, this will work. Probably not on Java. But, um, you know how the the black grid appears around the block that you're targeted at? Yeah, as you're moving through the game, whatever block you're about to hit or what put something on... Will appear black. It has a black grid, yep. Will have a black outline. Yep. So if you're on the block and there is space in front of you for another block, when you go to try to play something there, it will appear in front of you on the next block. Now this is very handy when you're making bridges. Okay, so you can literally make a bridge as you're walking across it. Mm. And just put an, a block in an empty space. So every time you reach a block, you can just put it on. When in Java edition, you'd have to um, crouch and go to the very edge of the block, then place it on the side of the block to get it. This makes it a lot easier. All right. Advanced so, control number one, placing blocks in the empty space. Very handy for building bridges. Advanced control number two. Let's see. Well, if we covered this, um, if we covered this last week, um, I'm sorry, but F5 makes you change the person. Um, your perspective from first person to first person. Wait, is there a second person? We don't wait, so. wait, does that exist? Is that a word? That's a word. Uh, yeah, there is a second. There are three perspectives. Yeah. Your front view, your back view, and your regular view. There you go. So that's what F5 will do for you. Different Change perspective. It. Change that from one the other to another. All right. Uh, <coughs> advanced control number three. If you're in Java edition, hit F2 to take a screenshot. And there's another trick with F1 before you do. And F1 will take away the hop bar. We'll take away any items in your hand. 
will basically make it your picture not be obstructed by anything that your person has. Great trick if you want to make a really cool screenshot of something you've created. Maybe you've built a house or the castle tower with the <coughs> moat that John described in his story. And you don't want um, your hot bar in the way of it. Yeah. Um, you can press F. Five to take that all away. Just press it. No, yeah. not F5. F1 takes it away. F1. F2, if you're in Java, makes a screenshot. And Thanks. not in Bedrock. No, I'm not really sure why. Okay. But I'm certain it doesn't work. Okay. I've tried it before, trust me. All right. Well, we thought we'd get into inventory, but this episode has gone on a little while. Oh, um, come on. I believe our next segment is the story. Okay. So John's going to tell us a story that relates to Minecraft. Today's theme is a villager named Kaya um, meets <coughs> um, a player named Steph who has been attacked by mobs who destroyed his home and items and Kaya helps him get his revenge on the mobs that destroyed his home and items. This might be a couple part story so don't blame me if it take if we don't finish it today. You get you're warned. You're warned. <coughs> okay, let's begin the story. Once upon a time, Kaya was going to school just as she does every day. Just a normal villager in a normal village. She saw her friend, um, Liddy. Um, she saw, um, with her dad, Stafford, Stafford. The blacksmith um, walking the school. She saw the librarian Ardo opening his library for the day. She's, and of course, she saw. Her teacher, Ob, Ard, Ob's, waiting at the in the schoolyard for the children to arrive. <coughs> that was 
um, Kaya's normal life. Until one day, a person was spotted, said to be a player, roaming the land, looking for, for a place to stay. It was rumored the mobs had attacked him for his stuff. And he had come, um, and they had won the battle for it. Kaya decided at that evening. He um he came to their door, asking if they would let him stay. Kaya's dad was the mayor and was very agreeable. They let them stay in the um in the uh, guest room. They let him stay in the guest then the next day, um, he introduced himself. Um, he said he would go. Um, he he um, was going to leave the village. Now Kaya, she wanted to come with Steph. Who is the player? <coughs> so they set off at noon with a couple of beds, um, a sword, two shields. And some leather armor. Eventually, they, it became night, and they had to, um, and they decided it was time to go to bed. So they find found a little cave, set up some torches. <coughs> and let went to sleep. The next morning, they heard something burning in the distance. <coughs> Staff brought out his sword and went over and and looked for where the sound was coming from. All of a sudden, an arrow flew out of, um, from a, a hill 
the burning sound stopped. The arrow, at the same time as the arrow hit Steph, he fell down in pain. And the, and the, just as another arrow whizzed past his shoulder. It was a skeleton up in the trees above their little cave. Kaya went out to help Steph. She took the sword and went to go kill the skeleton. It shot arrow after arrow, but Kaya dodged most of them and was able to kill it in, a, in around 10 minutes. Out of that, um, the, the skeleton dropped its bow and vanished. It was enchanted with power and infinity. So they, so technically, they could use it as much as they want without the arrows running out. <coughs> Eventually, um, they find that they can't sprint anymore because they're too hungry. So they have, so they decide to um, camp out and have lunch. When they were done with their lunch, they set off again in search of a place to set up a, a new um, a, um, a castle where they could um, attack the mobs from above. They found a nice little area with, um, with a pool of water surrounding, um, like a moat. Steph wanted it to be lava, but that would have to wait for another day. <coughs> for now, the water would at least um, slow them down and keep them, and um, hopefully keep them away for long enough for them to pick them off with their new bow. A few days later, 
they had built us um a building in a in a tall tower from which they could shoot the mobs that dared um that dared come some mobs were able to get past um were able to get pat over the moat um and were um and had to get uh and had to get uh attacked with the sword they owned the only problem was the bow was could um the sword was almost um was on it was about to break and they didn't have materials to make another one to be continued and so it is time for the news Okay, let's see. We are getting this from Minecraft.net. This is the new Minecraft Java Edition release 1.19.3. Okay. We're now releasing 1.19.3 for Java Edition. This release gives the Vex a brand new look as well as containing technical improvements and bug fixes. New features in 1.19.3. Some experimental features are now available through built and experimental um data packs added a new panorama scroll what is what does that say can't read that panorama scroll you read it right uh, speed speed accessibility option Added new default skins for offline players. New wood sounds? Okay, this is the sound section. Various wood types now have unique sounds when placed, broken, or walked on. There are three sets of unique sounds. Overworld wood types. Netherwood types and bamboo when enabled. Step sounds can now be heard when walking on carpets, lily pads, and small amethyst buds. Step sounds can now 
be heard Wait. when walking through nether sprouts glow like in crimson roots and warped roots. Changes in 1.19.3. Rework the creative inventory tabs. What? You have to look at the microphone. Oh. You're talking over them. Rework the creative inventory tabs. Added operator item tabs. Tab option in the controls menu, which is off by default. The new Vex now has a new look. The Vex now has a new look, that is. In the Netter Dimension, Enderman Skeletons and Wither Skeletons now only spawn at light level 7 and below, instead of 11 and below. <coughs> changes to block support. Spawner block changes, changes to chat, added draft reports, improvements to the open to LAN screen, lane, I don't, I don't know what that is. The realms button will now show con confirmation screen before opening the link stronghold placement code has been changed to be more efficient causing strongholds positions to shift they are still placed in cons or cons on trick rings but their positions in the rings may change by a few degrees teleport to team member option inspector Menu now only shows up for teams with available target players. Changes to tool tips. The wild update music has been tweaked to be slightly less loud. Okay, on to the changes. Creative inventory. The ordering of tabs and the contents in the creative inventory have been tweaked to make the experience of finding relevant blocks and items easier. 
Lots and items have been moved into categories that fit them better. Locks are now ordered by their material, natural, what is that word? Material. Material as such as possible. Mm -hmm. As much as possible. For example, all oak blocks and variants are now next to each other. Some items can now be found in more than one tab. Hmm. Various tabs have been renamed or collapsed into others. The search tab now lists items sequently grouped by the other tabs. For example, items found in building blocks will always appear before items in redstone blocks. A colored blocks tab has been added that contains all blocks with 16 color variants. Let's see. Petrified oaks that what is a petrified oak slab? Has been removed from the creative inventory. I can't it can get it anyway. Can still be accessed through commands. Petrified means it's been turned into stone. Oh, I never knew that existed. <coughs> the following missing. Items have been added to the creative inventory. Suspicious stew. The tool tip will show the effect of a stew before it's picked up from the creative inventory. Only stools with effects available via cre Afting or mushrooms are listed. Dragon egg, ominous banner, monster spawner, all three flight durations of fireworks, operator only blocks and items. These only appear in the operator utilities tab if you have both. Operator items tab option in controls menu set to on the required operator permissions. Tool tips for all items in creative menu outside. Single category tabs will show categories where this item can be found previously. This only happened on the search tab. Okay. 
Okay, your turn to read. Effects of feature flags, blocks. Disable blocks, ids are not recognized by commands that can, sorry, IDs are not recognized by commands that can create new blocks. Block items for disabled blocks are disabled. Disabled blocks won't spawn in structures. Disabled blocks won't be loaded as part of entities, for example, as falling sand or block carried by endermen. Players can't interact with disabled blocks. Entities. Disabled entity IDs are not recognized by commands that can summon new entities. Disabled entities will not spawn or load. Spawn egg items for disabled entities are disabled. Items. Disabled items are hidden from creative menu. Recipes and loot tables are prevented from creating disabled items. Disabled item IDs are not recognized by commands that can create new items. Disabled items can't be used for interactions or attacking. Commands. New command. Fill biome. New execute subcommand. Execute if break unless biome. Improvements to the publish command. Fill biome. Changes biome entries for an area. Note that biomes are not stored per block, so affected positions may not match input precisely. Execute. Execute commands can now be conditional on biomes. Publish. The publish command has new arguments to enable commands and set the default game mode. Telemetry. This release includes the world unloaded event, a required event, as well as several opt-in events. Diagnostic tracking is a tool that helps us understand what you like about Minecraft, which allows us to make those things better. The reason that world unloaded along with world loaded is required event is that the information we're looking at is, well, required. As a part of Xbox, we all need to follow a standard of practice. You can find a detailed description of it here. The parameters for what data we consider to be critical to our work are set by our team at Mojang Studios in alignment with Xbox. Okay, unfortunately, this is just too much for us to read in one episode. We're, I'm guessing this episode has already been over an hour of recording. Therefore, we cannot continue um, the news. What, quick reminder, this is from Minecraft.net. And the Minecraft Java Edition 1.19.3 update. I know we're ready to wrap up the episode. Uh, very full episode. A lot of comments and discussion around the questions that people had. And some good tips on everything from advanced controls to tricks on using your inventory better. Special thanks to Pat, Rose, Kelly, Kathy, Jamie, Scott, Matt, Kimberly, and others that continue to comment each week or ask questions. We love them, so please put your questions in. Let us know what they are. Add your comments. We love reading them on the podcast and letting everybody know what you think about this. Signing off here. This is... Andy, I'm John, and over here we have Zoms. Zoms. And this has been Sundown at Spawn.